From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides in. The dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. And today, a very special guest as the head coach for the Auburn men's basketball program, Bruce Pearl joins us inside the Press Box Podcast. The Press Box. So how'd you pull it off? Kids. Like, everybody wants to talk about the coaching. I just got the ball to Jared and Bryce, got the floor spaced in such a way where they could take advantage of the matchups. That was not coaching. That was players making plays. Happy first day of the tournament. Queen, corner three at the buzzer. Air ball, and Auburn hangs on. They call it March Madness for a reason, and sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Charles, relax. We got this. We won't Kansas. On the final day of March, the madness continues. Auburn is going to keep on dancing onto the Sweet 16. Auburn is elite. It's a bittersweet accomplishment because uh, Chuma getting hurt late in the game. We're going to rally. So I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. That does it. History has been made. The Auburn Tigers, for the first time ever, the first time ever, Y'all know, y'all know what I do for a living and who I do it for, but get chills when I hear that because basketball fan, but also hearing the voice of uh, a friend, Rod Bramlett. What a special time that was in the history of Auburn athletics, and we are pleased to welcome into the press box now the head coach of the Auburn Tigers, Bruce Pearl. Coach, great to talk with you. Very kind of you to spend a few minutes to be with us today. Well, I gotta, th- I gotta, <clears throat> you know, I guess I gotta thank you and, and JD for setting me up on that one because uh, just like you, you know, listening to Rod's voice. Yeah, it's not. It's tough. Um, it's wonderful, but it's tough. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm Mike, back. Mike I'm Grace right. deserves. Good morning. 
Mike Grace deserves all the, the, the praise and credit for that. He does a great job with, uh, with things and wanted to make it a special welcome to you for our, our program. And, uh, man, you're talking about a couple of guys in that, in that, uh, deal there, your backcourt so special. Uh, saw some good news for Jared, uh, named to the G league first team yeah. recently. Is that correct? Yeah, he did. He was first team all G league and, you know, he, he's, you know, being undersized, uh, you know, you're always up against it. He was up against it, you know, in high school and AAU ball, obviously coming to Iowa, but at Auburn, but every, every stop along the way, he just keeps proving them wrong. And he is going to wind up in the NBA someday soon on a regular basis. It's just, it's just hard to get there because of his, because of his size. Um, but he's such a winner. Um, and, uh, yeah, so really, really proud of him. And then, you know, listen to one of those calls, Chris, um, the deal there with, 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 uh, Jared and Bryce against Kentucky, we did not have Chuma against Kentucky. And, um, I've said this before. I said, you know what, if we had Chuma at the final four, we could have won the national championship. But if we had Chuma against Kentucky, we may not have gotten there. And here's why I would have gone to Chuma and Chuma's matchup would have been PJ Washington. And that was the toughest matchup in the league right there. Chuma dominated every other foreman except Washington. And because I didn't have Chuma, I kind of had a force feed Jared and Bryce, and they had the better matchups, believe it or not, against two tremendous NBA guards in Keldon Johnson and the kid down, Tyler Hero down in Miami that shoots it. Um, and they, those two guys won their matchup on that day, and that got us to the Final Four. Coach, I, I don't know who's officially signed, uh, so I don't want to put you in that uh, position uh, the last we'd heard was the the center from UNC, uh, Walker Kessler coming your way, seven foot one, big man in the middle, Gatorade Player of the Year in high school in 2020, uh, a big time get for Auburn. But if you don't mind us kind of beginning this conversation with the news that's breaking right now, uh, a lot of guys are saying those who adapt will thrive in this new grad transfer. Or I'm sorry, one time NCAA waiver transfer rule. Um, Kind of give us your thoughts, where that's going, how it's going to affect what you do, others do, not just in the SEC, but the other programs. Yeah, sure. It's a great question. So, yeah, I can't comment on any of the guys because none of them are signed. Uh, but we're very, you know, we're very excited about how, you know, how this roster is coming together for next season. Um, you know, first of all, uh, I don't like the new rule. Um, uh, I, I think it's great for, for guys to be able to transfer in life. Um, and sometimes, you know, getting a promotion or, or, or working for another opportunity. I think it's great. What's what makes this country great. Um, and um, the problem with the one-time transfer situation is that what it's done is it's created a situation where, I mean, obviously people are calling it free agency. Almost four guys per team per year are, are transferring on average, almost four. Wow. There's only 13 guys on scholarship. So four times four is 16. So literally over a four-year period, almost more than everybody on the team is looking to transfer. To me, that creates a rule where there's something just based on that. There's something wrong with it. Uh, I've loved bringing transfers in and having them sit out a year. That means that if I have 13 scholarships, I only have to play 12 players, and I got one guy in the waiting, sometimes even two guys in the waiting. And I can keep 12 guys happy. 13 guys on scholarship, uh, it's hard to keep them all happy. You don't have enough shots. You don't have enough, enough playing time. Grad transfers, I think that's great. A young man's worked hard. He's graduated, spent three or four years at a school. He's still got eligibility left. Man, what a great thing. Go transfer, move up. And no, you cannot equate it to coaches transferring because there aren't 1,400 coaches in the transfer portal. There aren't. 
And it's hard for coaches to transfer. First of all, we're not rented. We're not bought or sold. We're leased. Coaches are on a five-year lease, a four-year lease, a three-year lease. You can get out of your lease, but it's expensive. And they get out of their lease, sometimes that's expensive. But that sort of keeps the, 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 the transfer portal of coaches down based on contract. Then the other thing is when a coach leaves, he's got to leave his family. He's got to leave his community. He's got to leave his friends. You got to get a big moving van and move a truck full of furniture and change churches and doctors. And your wife's got to make new friends. When a 17 or 18 or 19 year old kid transfers, he puts his suitcase together. He grabs his TV and a stereo. He kisses his girlfriend goodbye. And he's off to the next thing. And that's life. So it's not the same. It's easier for them to transfer. We made it so easy that as soon as they don't get a playing time or they don't get what they want, coach yells at them too much. And uh, now look, you want to transfer, great, transfer. Go work on your game, go work on some things, get closer to graduation. That ship sailed. That's over, it's done with. All right, so now what do you got to do? You got to react to what the new rules are. And the new rules, unfortunately, are really impacting high school ball basketball right now. Because I don't care how good a high school player you sign. All right, I've got Jabari Smith signed. He's the number four high school player in the country. You tell me how he would compare head-to-head against Herb Jones last year. How did JT Thor compare against Herb Jones last year? Herb Jones been at Alabama four years. You know, now how would Herb Jones compare with him four years ago? It's almost unfair to be bringing these high school kids in, making them play at the high major level against guys that are four and five. And you know what? With this now new rules, everybody gets their year back six years older. Look, we'll work through it. We'll play through it. The teams that are going to be on top is the teams that did the best job of adjusting to that transfer last year, Alabama, Arkansas, um, and those two teams uh, were the two best teams in our league. And so um, we'll be doing more recruiting off the transfer portal than we will high school um, as, long as, this, as long as this is how the rule is. Coach, if, if you're a lease, I'm going to say they got you off the Maserati lot. Um, <laughs> You're you're a, you're a great lease kit. I'll take you any day. I want to well, ask I've been you this. Ford, I'm more of a Ford 150 guy. You there know, you go. So, you know, <laughs> man knows his sponsor, doesn't he? <laughs> oh yes, yes. I, I'm a Ford F150 Super Crew as well. It's it's sitting right outside. I, I love my my truck, Coach. The uh, the the word I saw. Just a quick follow up. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of time on this one if you don't want to. But I heard a word that may become a new buzzword around coaching, and I know you're already experiencing it. If the, if the, you know with the transfer rule. It's like you're having to re-recruit players, and I, we mentioned this earlier. It almost seems like it's a twofer. You you got to re-recruit somebody who you recruited and didn't sign with you originally, but then you also got to re-recruit the kids you got on campus because they, as you just kind of put it, you got to keep stroking them. Uh, and it's like dating your wife. You got to keep dating them and dating them and keeping them there and keeping them happy because now it's time to portal up with a one-time transfer rule. Yeah, well, it's 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 fine. There's nothing wrong with loving on your wife and and, and re-recruiting her, and <laughs> and the same thing with your team. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine, you know. But it's hard to leave your wife. You know, it's expensive, and it it it, it, it you made some promises Preach, to brother. God, and it Preach. breaks up a family. That's hard to do. Well, it's not hard to transfer right now. You don't even have to go even tell the coach. You can just put your name in a transfer portal, and you know we're teaching young men. Uh, you look, I'm not even going to go talk to my team or talk to my coach. I'm just going to put my name and transfer. I'm going to go put my name on some date.com service and I'm out. I just, you know, again, I, I don't like, uh, my job is to, is to make men out of these guys. Okay. That's my job as a coach, as a teacher and it's old school, but that's who it is. And that's who I'm always going to be. And so I'm going to re-recruit them. First of all, one thing that's easy for me is I'm not going to ever lie to my kids. I'm not going to promise them stuff that I can't do and I can't deliver on. 
And, um, and yet, you know, it has created a situation where one guy's got one foot in and one foot out the door. Um, but again, we'll, we'll react to it. Um, you know, I, I, I've not, I, I never run kids off. I don't like when kids transfer. I don't like when they leave. And I can tell you nine times out of 10, the kids that have left me have not done as well as they did before. The one young man that I was thrilled did, did, did terrific was Davion Mitchell who transferred from Baylor, but keep this in mind, the Davion Mitchell, we saw be the best guard in the country at the end of his season was three full years after he was one of the better freshmen in the SEC for me. He played about 18 minutes a game as a freshman, had a fantastic freshman year. We won the regular season. And then three years later, you're seeing you're seeing the results uh, on the fruits of on the fruits of his labor. Bruce Pearl's our guest inside the locker room. Man, Sharif Cooper was so much fun to watch, and he's one that uh, look, uh, there's two, there's at least two games a year I wouldn't have wanted to see him, but I would have loved as a basketball fan to watch him in this league a lot more. Can you can you kind of talk about that young man and and what his upside is as he's declared for the draft? He's got he's got great upside, and and uh, you know he's a once every ten year offensive fast breaking point guard. Um, he's got the whole matrix, the ability to see the floor over ninety four feet. And uh, from the floor uh, to the top of the backboard, and um, as a result, that's just a rare, rare skill. Um, and I think that when he first got to Auburn, um, you know, he worked really hard. You got to keep in mind again with these little guys; they weren't born with it, and they had to work at it. And um, and that's what Sharif's done. Uh, and again, he's just done it at every level. You know, you you thought he was too small in high school. And he proved him wrong. He won a national championship, was a player of the year. You thought he was too small for college in the SEC. And he came in and, and you know, in a, in a very short period of time after missing 72 days of practice, uh, he steps on the floor and he immediately is able to impact in a very, very special way. Could you imagine how good we could have been with him all year long? Or could you imagine how good we could have been if him and Justin Powell had played together? You know, could you imagine how good this team could have been had we not taken that uh, NCAA penalty this year uh and 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 self-imposed a a postseason ban um and so um you know i'm i'm excited for sharif uh sure we wish we had him longer trust me it was not his plan to be a one and none he was he didn't come to auburn to be a one and done he came to auburn to, to, to win championships and, and and then work his way to the nba it just so happened that he had such incredible impact so quickly um that the scouts are telling us that he's got a real chance to to be a first round pick you and I were talking together at a bag drop uh, at a golf tournament five, six years ago. I can't remember. I guess it was about six years ago. And, and we're, we're talking about the direction of basketball in the state of Alabama. In fact, Avery Johnson had just gotten the job at Alabama at the time. I don't know if you even recall it, but we were, mm-hmm. we were talking. And I told you I grew up in the 80s in this state when Gene Bartow had it rolling at UAB and Wimp and Sonny had it going in Tuscaloosa and, and Cliff Ellis down at South Alabama. Kind of give me an evaluation of where you think basketball <laughs> in our state is right now with Richie Riley doing some really good things at South. You know that you went there a couple of years ago and played them in a great game. But Andy at, at UAB now and, and, of course, Nate in Tuscaloosa complimenting what you've got going or, or trying to counteract what you got going there at Auburn. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head, and I think for – you know, for the basketball 
purists in the state and there aren't many of them. Um, um, but this is such a great state for so many sports. Obviously football has been a dominating factor. We will always be a football school. We will always be a football state. Auburn and Alabama uh, will always be dominant players nationally uh, in college football. And, but those same football fans, they also recognize a champion. They also recognize, you know, excellence and um, you know, the product that Nate's putting on the floor at Alabama and Richie Riley and, and uh, what coaches are doing at UAB and, 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 and just all throughout the state. I mean, North Alabama, Sanford, uh, Troy, man. I mean, it's just, you know, the state of basketball in the state of Alabama is probably maybe even never been as good as it is right now in the sense that if you look at Alabama being, you know, a sweet six team this year, uh, Auburn being a final four team a couple of years ago, um, you know, you look at what Andy's doing. I, I mean, I, I would venture to say you could potentially make an argument that uh, it's as good or better than it's ever been. And now, look, the key is it's easier to get there. It's harder to stay there. And so that's the challenge for both both coach and, and myself. Guys, I'm going to take one more question uh, because I will be I'm, I'm going to tell you where I'm at. I'm having breakfast this morning with my mom and dad down in Florida. And I am the I am the luckiest son in the world to have two of the greatest parents on earth and uh, my mom and dad are listening to me right now as i'm on radio throughout the state of alabama mommy throughout the state of i just said you were the best mommy in the whole world go go enjoy breakfast with her mike's mike wants to give you a chance to promote something you're doing and then we're going to shut up and well, leave you alone and again coach mike jumping in i just wanted to give you a chance to talk about alt live and about the bruce pearl family foundation if you care to well, just just real quick, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And uh, we're so blessed to be able to, you know, be in the position that we're in. And then the only thing I would do is I would just ask our listeners, you know, and your listeners just for forgiveness. Sometimes they, you know, they'll say to the coach, you know, listen, just just shut up, blow your whistle, coach the basketball team and we'll take care of everything else. And I, I just I just don't feel like that's our responsibility as as a you know, as a coach and a teacher and being in a leadership position, I think we got a responsibility to demonstrate to these young men more than just that. And so, therefore, you know, serving in the community, whether it's through Outlive Auburn Basketball's Fight Against Cancer or, or working with the Mike's Live Family Foundation for, you know, prostate cancer research or, you know, working with, uh, uh, you know, for the, the Bruce Pearl Family Foundation, which does a lot to support Children's Harbor down at Lake Martin, whatever. The only thing about contributing to any one of those things is every penny goes directly to somebody. Uh, there is no administrative cost. There is, there. It's a hundred percent goes in, a hundred percent goes out. So, if uh, if anybody wants to ever go online and, and read about it, you know they're certainly welcome to contribute. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to make that shameless plug. I'll say I'll say thanks and so long, Coach. With this, I followed a girl to Mississippi State about uh, forty years ago, and I'm still following her around, so it's working out okay. But I'm the son of an Auburn man. <laughs> I'm the son of an Auburn man. I'm the brother of an Auburn man. I'm the father of an Auburn daughter. So I can say to you, War Eagle, sir. And I like brother, you, I like you in spite of all that Auburn stuff, Bruce. You know that. Well, listen, let me tell you something. I think we're doing it right here in the state when it comes to higher education. And and uh, and that, 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 that crosses a lot of different boundaries. But there is something about being, trying to be an Auburn man and Auburn woman. And, and that's what we're certainly trying to do. So, guys, thanks. Thank Have you, a blessed Bruce. day and War Eagle. Auburn men's basketball head coach Bruce Pearl, our guest today in the Press Box podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. 
You find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast. <laughs>